You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. everyone this is um tim allman back with the second edition of the damascus road podcast um today i want to kind of get serious for a little bit uh and get real uh, i want to kind of tell you a story about a young man named ethan ethan hallmark from middle Lothian, texas um he was a victim of cancer he passed away at age 14 the reason why I want to share this story is Ethan was a real trooper. He had more courage than any any Hollywood hero or or, or John Wayne or anybody. I mean, this this little dude was was like brave, brave, and no matter what, he always gave gave the Lord thanks, and he always spoke about his relationship with Jesus Christ. And why it inspired me was because you know at the time in my life. I had been suffering through um, withdrawal withdrawal syndrome from from quitting to do drugs, and I was about six months into it, and I was still I was still suffering massive depression, uh, even though I didn't want drugs anymore. The Lord took the took the cravings away from me. I still suffered with that, and my mind was healing. And I happened to my wife's like, "Hey, you need to watch this some show, this documentary." We was watching things to keep plugged in with Christ and and things to inspire us and. Then I kind of seen what it was about, you know, about you know a young man's battle with cancer, and I and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe it'll have a happy ending, you know. Surely, you know, this Ethan survived this cancer, so, you know, I started watching it, and um, so I'll kind of tell you the story. Ethan had four other, um, he's he's got, well, he's got three other siblings, um, he's from Middle Lothian, Texas. He was um nine years old when he found out that he had cancer, um. Of course, he says at the time that he didn't know much about what cancer was, but he knew it wasn't good, but he didn't think he was going to die from it. Uh, before I get into the story, um, I'd like to just say a prayer. You know, anything we do in life, we need to go to the Lord in prayer first, and so I think it's important for this podcast I go to the prayer. Uh, first of all, Lord, I want to pray for Ethan's family. Um, bless them, Lord. Um, it's been a tragic loss, but, you know, uh, Ethan just wanted us to, to know about the love of Jesus, and that's why I'm sharing this story, Lord, with these others. Um, Lord, give me the words to help others find the one true thing. That is you, Jesus, and that is there's anyone suffering from the affliction of addiction. The Lord, please break those chains away from them and set them free. Put joy back into their life, Lord. 
and cast the demons out, the demons influence of drugs. In the name of the Father, we pray. Ethan Hallmark died in September at age 13 years old. He was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer when he was nine years old. And one of the things he said that was, was really inspiring to me was, was, this is one of his quotes, obviously I want to beat this disease, but I'm not going to be that sad if I don't. Of course I want to live a long life, who doesn't? But it's not really my plan though. Uh, Ethan was referring to he's he's obeying God's plan and uh, he knows he has a purpose in this life. Um, Ethan led a lot of people, a hundred people, a thousand people to Christ. He he made such a big difference in my life. Um, just inspired me to get off the couch and, and quit crying, quit being depressed. You know, I think of Ethan's, you know, this is kind of a metaphor. This is kind of a way I look at my the Ethan situation as, as you know, Ethan didn't have this coming. You know, I did. Um, he was innocent, and I wasn't. And yet, you know, he suffers a hundred times worse than I did. But yet, I can, and, and he's still out there loving the Lord, witnessing toward, for Jesus. And I'm sitting there on the couch crying and whining and and being rude to my wife and and other people. And and I can't eat them, and I, and I can't eat them. Get out there and witness for Christ what He's done for me. Um, that was a turning point in my life, and in my addiction recovery. I told the wife, even the wife seen a difference in me. I just got up. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit looking around, sitting there like a bulldog who sucked on a lemon with a big frown on my face, and and get up and um, and and rejoice that the, that I'm going to heaven. That's what the Lord told me. He said, get up, get off the couch. Uh, look what Ethan's done. Look what Ethan's done for me. Um, that's how my, that's how the, you know, my servants act. They don't act like you, like a big baby. And my brother Carl, even at church, he said, you got to quit acting like a big baby. You got to get over your, yourself and, and get on with life and thank the Lord. And, and so the Lord told me, he said, you know, be, be thankful, rejoice. You're going to heaven for one thing. So that should put all the joy in your life. And as a Christian, um, if you're getting over addiction, you're suffering depression, that's why I keep in the back of my mind, we're going to heaven for eternity. We just got to keep on that path. We got to hold strong like Ethan did. That's why I'm telling you this story. Ethan never gave in. Um, you know, when I got over my addiction, the Lord healed me, cured me from my addiction. I still suffered depression. I still had that demon over my shoulder. He was talking to me, uh, saying, you know, really the demon really, I mean, the, the, I had no urge for drugs. It wasn't even telling me to get drugs. It was just trying to make me depressed and, and not do anything for the Lord. It just told me that I was worthless, that, that it, all the religious things were a lie, that um, I didn't amount to nothing. Nobody cared about me. And he, he made it look like everybody during my addiction turned their back on me, which there was a few family members that, that did turn their back on me and hurt me. But, you know, for the most part, most of my family members, you know, helped me through it and helped me get through it and supported me. But the devil made it look like everybody was against me. Um... And, you know, I'm sure at this time that Ethan in his life had that same voice, man, saying, Ethan, just just deny Christ. Why would he do this to you? Um, and, you know, Ethan never would stop loving Jesus. He, he said, I love Jesus. Jesus is my best friend. I wouldn't trade my relationship with Jesus for anything. Um, you know, he said he's not ready to die, but, you know, he's, and, you know, at the end, he just said no more. He took over 100 radiation treatments, 100 days in a row. Um, he was actually dipped in a, uh, it's called a radiation bath. 
um, he, they just really poured on. And finally at the end, you know, he'd get a little bit better and better. And then it would come back on him. And it kind of remind me of the story of Lot in the Bible where, where the devil just threw, and all evil things come from the devil. Uh, no good thing, no, no evil things come from God. The one thing we know is, is our bad things happen to, to, to good people. And sometimes, like uh, in this documentary, it's I Am Second, There Are Many Wonders on YouTube, the, the um, Ethan, Ethan Hallmark story. His dad, Matt, begins to question God, and, and he's becoming discouraged. And, and Matt, Ethan's father, says, Lord, how can, you, how can you let this happen to my son? And he's, now this is what Matt said. He said, the Lord said to me, how dare you question my love for him? Because that's what I was doing, questioning, Matt said. Sometimes we question God. We should never do that. Um, God's plan is perfect. All evil things come from the devil. All good things are from God. Um, Ethan knew that. Ethan, Ethan stayed strong the whole time. Uh, Ethan, was, Ethan said that um, he was ready to go be with Jesus if, if he had to be, that was, if that was the case. Um, so I'm going to go on here. God said, he said, he is, your, he is only your son temporary. He's my son forever. And how could I even ask him that question? Because God loves him so much more than I do, Matt said, crying. And so I knew at this point that God does love love so much more, so much more. If he can send his son to die, how much more can he love my son? Um, I think that's one thing, you know, that just touched my heart, what his dad said there about, you know, God knows all about how what it is to lose his son. Um, and, and it's a hard thing for any father or mother to, to lose a son or a daughter. Um, I'm not taking anything away from them. But remember, God's up there. Jesus is up there. They love him. Um, and I'm sure Matt's proud of his son. I'm, I'm proud of him. My hat's off to Ethan. Um, so, um, um, Ethan was like a real trooper. Um, tucked away in his Bible, they, they found his favorite verse, Psalms uh, chapter 40, verse 5. Many are the wonders you had done, Lord God. The things you have planned for us, nothing can compare. None can compare with you. If I were to count your mercies, they would outnumber the sands of the seashore. Now, Ethan says about this, I know it's kind of weird that my favorite verse is his mercy and whatnot, but it's true, Ethan said. Even though his, this cancer has been a lot of bad stuff, there's been a lot of good stuff. I met friends that I would never would have had him met. One friend I know has come to, has come to Christ just because I played with him. Um, man, Ethan just went around witnessing, telling people he loved Jesus. They, had a, they started a huge prayer group at their school, and then the adults started getting um, involved and, and his, um, his story and the whole town just united with him. And there's a lot of older people I've seen in the documentary that, um, had cancer in the church that, so you know, it was a mega church they go to, uh, and they were 50, 60 and they were down on themselves and down on, oh, why me? And then they seen Ethan and they just like, you know, forget, they're kind of like me, you know, now just forgive me, Lord, here I am questioning you. Oh, why me? You know, and this poor, this poor young feller, you know, he just went through like a trooper, praising the Lord the whole time. Um, and he's been an inspiration to a lot of it, and he's enriched a lot of our lives. And I know he's made me a better person. Um, there'll be no more, there'll be no more me laying around 
feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, I still have my lazy days. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Um, when I was on meth, all I used to do was work like 20 hours a day. You know, I wouldn't get a, sometimes I wouldn't get a whole lot done because I'd just be running in circles. But, you know, I never did slow down hard, at all. Huh. And now, you know, I guess my body's catching up on the sleep. It's wore out. But um, one thing I'll never do anymore is get depressed. And if I start getting a little bit down the valley, that's when I, that's when I'm like Ethan, man. I'm, I'm just like, praise Jesus. I love Jesus. He's my best friend. I just start repeating that. Um, I'll never trade my relationship with Jesus for anything. Uh, I just keep keep saying things like that. Um, he, um, he at the end, he asked that, um, he asked that the treatments be stopped. Um, they said he it would just prolong his suffering in his life, and he was ready to go be with Jesus. Um, it, it's a sad story in a way. I guess, it, but like I said, it, it it should inspire a lot of us that are laying around, we're depressed, the devil's talking in the back of our ear, and a- everybody has that voice in the back of their mind, you know, just like he 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 tells he tells us drug recovering drug addicts, you know, just reject Jesus, he's not real, you're never going to mount, you're worthless, just go do drugs. Um, but the devil's a liar, Ethan knew it too, and he just kept loving Jesus to the end. Um, like I said, check it out on YouTube, it's it's an awesome story, um, awesome awesome family. There's a lot more to this story of, of Ethan. Here, here's one thing he said, I've grown closer to God, my family has, I wouldn't trade my relationship with Jesus for anything, nothing at all. Man, that's my favorite saying now. I, I just wouldn't trade my relationship with Jesus Christ for nothing at all. No amount of dope, no amount of fame. It says in the Bible, what what good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul? You know, it's, man, this earth ain't nothing but a vapor. And it was so much even more of a vapor for poor Ethan. Um, You know, but heaven's forever, man, and it's for eternity, and that's where he's going to be. And when he gets there... His dad's gonna get go up there and meet him, and his mother and his his, his brother and sister, and I'm gonna meet him. I'm gonna look Ethan up when I first get up there, cause man, I know that feller's got a that little feller's got a mansion up there. I'm gonna go stay with Ethan. I'll be lucky to get a cardboard box the way I've acted. Um, but hey, I take a I take a cardboard box in heaven any day over a, a hot rock in hell any day. Um, it's kind of the problem. I don't mean to um kind of drop on focus, but I've heard my friends say when I get to hell, I'm gonna party. Uh, There'll be no parties in hell. You're going to be in so much pain. You're not going to know anybody from anybody. Um, it's not a good time and it's not a joke. But anyways, back to Ethan. Um, he says here, even if I do pass away from cancer, Ethan said at this point in the film, I'm going to be focused on the goal. And when I get there, even if it's soon, I hope to kneel before and hear him say, hopefully hear him say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, I'm going to tell you right here, if anybody's going to hear that in this whole wide world, Oh, it's going to be him. I'm going to have to crawl in front of God, man. I'm definitely not half the person Ethan is. Um, one thing that I found at the end, last few days of Ethan's life, they said his dad wouldn't wouldn't leave his side. And Ethan was, um, he kept cheerful and upbeat up to the end. Um, and Ethan looked at his dad and said, I'm ready to go home, Dad. And his dad's like, you are home because they didn't want to leave him in the hospital. They wanted him to be home in his own bed when he passed away. And Ethan said, no, dad, I want to go home. And 
he said, I want to go home. And his dad said, you are home. And he pointed up to heaven. And um, he said, I want to go up home there. And his dad, he just lost it. And, uh, um, Ethan went home the same day. Uh, it's a couple hours later. He uh, he passed away. So uh, that was like, that really touched me. And uh, so like I watched this documentary and I'm feeling like really ashamed of myself for the way I've been acting and thinking I had it so bad and, and, and how all the cars were against me. And I'm sitting there bawling, you know, and my wife's like, "What what's up with you? And um, I'm like, Man, this story, this Ethan Hallmark story is really, just really, you know, inspired me, but yet it's it's really sad, you know. And she said, well, she said, your sister-in-law, Kathy, said that they know him and that they, um, they're friends with him in Texas. Um, so then I was like, what? And because I knew he's from Middle in Texas, and they just rung a bell. Hey, my brother's from Middle in Texas. And so I called my brother in Texas, and I'm like, hey, man. I said, do you know this Ethan Hallmark? He said, yeah. He said, Cormac was friends with him in school. And uh, so my brother's like, yeah, we I took him out and, and did some airsoft, you know, a few months before he passed away. And he's a great kid. And um, But he was too weak to get out, so he rode around in my big truck with me. And my brother's got this dually from, like, um, the Second World War or something. He plays airsoft, and uh, it's a big thing down there. They react battles and have a big time and so Ethan he said Ethan really had a good time he sat in the truck there and you know shot at people with his airsoft and uh you know I told my brother man that was really that was really awesome um then my brother told me that I said are you friends with his dad he said yeah I know his dad he said his his dad's really a a good person I said man I said if you see him I said just give him a big hug for me and tell him I love him man um my brother's like well and I said you know, if I get down there this spring, which I'm planning on, I said, I'd like to shake his hand. And, you know, if he goes to your church, I, I think they go to the same church. I didn't really get into all that, but I think they do, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's a big church down there. I remember that. I went with my brother one time, you know. I just want to go up and give him a big hug, man, and just, you know, shake their hands, him and him and Rachel, Matt and Rachel's hands, and uh, just tell them, you know, God bless them, um, and I'm sorry for their loss. Believe me, I would much rather that story would have turned out where – where Ethan would have lived, um, but at the same time, um, you know, I just want to remember, this story's not to boast about myself or anybody else out there, it's just brag about Ethan, if anything, and and Ethan wanted to share his story, uh, he wanted people to know, you know, Jesus, and he didn't do it for himself, he did it for Jesus, he wanted people to know Jesus, he wanted to know, he wanted people to know that no matter what happens, don't ever get mad at Jesus. Don't. Jesus is is all good, and um. He loves you, and uh, he'll be there for you. Anybody going through addiction right now, um, if you want this, what what Ethan's got, it's out there for you. Just you know, just ask the Lord into your heart. Um, ask the Lord, um, to forgive you of your sins. Uh, start, and you know, after that, you get born again. You get baptized. Um. You just pick your Bible up and you start living that Bible. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. That's our guide. Um, you know, I talk about that little voice in the back of the head and, and um, that comes to all of us. And our preacher brother Carl said a good thing. This uh, He was in the middle of church talking about, hey, you got that little voice, you know, Holy Spirit talking to you, or you got the devil. And this girl just like, she just shouts out, how do I know what voice to listen to? And 
Brother Carl looks at it real serious. He said, he said, what's that voice telling you to do? Well, he said, is it telling you to maybe go by your mom's house and pick her up some flowers or pick her up a chicken dinner and, uh, you know, go spend some time with her? Or is it telling you to go do dope? And, uh, you know, so that's how we know. If your voice in that side of you is telling you to do something good and uh, stay away from dope and stay away from clubs and beer and stay away from people that aren't good for your, your growth with Christ, and that's going to be the Holy Spirit talking to you. If you got another voice telling you that you're worthless, that you'd be better off dead, that this oppression will never end, um, and, and, you know, I felt like that when I was getting off dope. I felt so bad that I didn't care if I died. I, I felt that bad. I mean, if I was dead, I said, I thought I would feel better. But the Lord told me this later that even going through your addiction and your withdrawals, you think you feel bad, but it's going to be like a compared to hell. If you try to take your own life or if I would have, it's going to be like a French Riviera. Your drug addiction is going to be like a um, French Caribbean all resort vacation compared to hell. So what you're going through on this earth ain't nothing. Um and heaven's just the opposite. Heaven's like the 100% opposite of hell. It's beautiful. It's, oh, man, it's like you're going to be floating and flying around from galaxy to galaxy. It's people that have seen heaven just talk about the colors are amazing. Even the plants talk up there. Um, but basically, you know, somebody said something the other day. Um, you know, one in the morning you're sitting there and you hear this. This is a test. Um, that's what this That's what this world is for us. It's just a test. Jesus said, if I can't trust you in little things, how am I going to trust you in big things? And I think another way we can kind of look at it is um, this is a job interview for heaven. Um, this time on earth is a, is a short time. It's a vapor. Um, it's a blink of an eye. It's kind of like Kenny, Ch uh, Kenny Chesney's song, uh, Don't Blink, where, where, you know, you blink and you're 50 years old and you're, you're little babies and now she's going off to college and all this stuff. And that's about the way it is. Um, and then it's over. Uh, so I kind of look at my life as a job interview. Like I'm, I'm putting on my best. I'm going, I'm going in there in front of my, my the person I want to work for. I'm doing the best I can. Um, trying to get, I got to have a clean record. Um, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of look at that in this world. We, we got a, this is a test, man. We're going to see how we do in this world. Um, and it says, why is the road to destruction in hell and narrow is the gate to heaven? Um, and many go to hell, it says. Um, so, hi, um, I, I, this story is like, it's, it's hard for me to tell. You know, I got, kind of got choked up, kind of emotional on it. Um, it's a tough one. Um, it's probably one of the most inspirational stories. And then, like I said, it just happened to kind of find out my, you know, friends are my brothers. My brother actually knows them. That's what a small world, you know, I've watched hundreds of testimonials, um, listened to hundreds of preachers. And then this one just moves me. And, and of course, the preacher, that uh, Brother Carl at church, had preached about all in. Um, as Christians, I was kind of riding the fence. I was I was depressed. Um, I had some animosities toward family members, some feelings, you know, that weren't good for my spirituality. And, you know, you got to let all that go. You got to go all in for Christ. And that means everything he tells us to do, we got to try our best to do it and give it all we got. Um all in. I mean, I've seen a documentary on the, I think it was the Los Angeles Rams, but you know, again, don't hold me to that. This is, it was one of the football teams, pro football teams, and they went to the Super Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles. And their motto was all in. And they weren't that good of a team, but all of a sudden they just, 
they just came together. They just threw it all in. They just every player gave every one hundred percent of everything they could give, and they actually went from an average team to winning the Super Bowl, blowing them, blowing people out. Um, and you know that's as us in our life as a Christian. If we drag around, ride the fence, and and watch dirty movies, and um, smoke, drink, and and run with those that do, it's it's hard on us um, spiritually. And here's the thing: if you're suffering from sins. Um, don't get down on yourself. Um, the Lord, the Lord's, Lord isn't looking for perfection. He's looking for progress. Um, that's one of my sayings in life because when I came out of rehab, I was definitely a work in progress. I had a lot of issues going. I mean, yeah, I had, the Lord had cured me again. He had cured me of the drug addiction and alcohol. I really didn't have any problems with them, but I had a lot of other problems in my life, um, that I had to deal with. And, and like I said, um, it isn't perfection, it's progress that we make, and that's what the Lord's looking for. I, I have made a lot of progress, and my wife will tell you that. I think certain family members will tell you that. Certain family members don't talk to me anymore. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Um, it is what it is. Again, that's where a lot of times if you ain't got nobody there for you, you always got Jesus there for you. I don't care. Like, that's that's the only thing I know about my life now. I'll never be lonely again. My mom's a widow. And after my dad passed away, probably um, I was 30, 30 years ago, and— and I said, Mom, how'd you get how'd you get by all these years by yourself? Weren't you lonely? She goes, No, I always had my best friend Jesus. Uh, and that's kind of like Ethan was saying. And my mom, you know, as long as, that's the main friend you need in life is Jesus, and he he will get you through it. Um, he is the cure. I guess that's gonna wrap up this episode. I'm gonna come back and uh, maybe tell you about the twelve disciples on the next podcast. We'll talk about them. Uh, kind of they're interesting in the fact that we think we have struggles and we have stories to tell. Um, they went through, they they were beat down from the floor down. I mean, they were they were tormented and um, they had a rough go at it. Uh, none of them, but all of them stood rock solid for Christ. Not one backslider in the bunch. So, you know, there's no, we don't need to backslide no more because our disciples didn't do it. We don't need to do it. Um, I will not backslide again. Um, in fact, I, you know, I pretty much told my wife, and I've told everybody, I'm telling everybody right here, if I ever so much suspect me of being drugs, I want to be Casey Loudon. You know, you can take that to the judge. That's the way I feel about it. I don't drink, don't smoke anymore, don't don't chew, don't do dope. And uh, we are going to go over Casey Law, too, in one of my episodes. I think it's important for family members to, to know the Casey Law, um, the Kentucky Casey Law. There is laws in other states, too, that uh, help protect individuals that um, – are danger to themselves in society. Um, of course, anytime you do drugs, you become a danger to yourself and others. Alcohol. I was following a guy on the road the other day, and he was swerving all over the place, you know. Um, probably alcohol-induced. Um, so, you know, people just become dangerous, and when drugs and alcohol take over, you don't think right. But anyways, it's been a blessing as usual. Um, the Lord's been good to us, uh, to me anyways, to my family. God bless y'all and see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. If you live in Kentucky, we would love for you to join us during Sunday worship at Recovery Faith Church in Harrodsburg, Kentucky at the Anderson Dean Park building at 11. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, 
You're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.